Listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we talk about recently watched, which we try not to spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find their music digitally on Amazon or Apple Music, where you can buy it, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Rays. And uh, if you want to find us, we are Chewing the Scenery on Instagram and Facebook. We are not professional critics. We're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Good evening. And we're going to talk about Dark Waters from 93. Um, Not 1893, but 1993. Certainly not 2093. Uh, But uh, recently watched. Do you guys have anything? I know it's a busy time for everyone. Yeah, I've just been watching TV things. Mostly when I'm exercising. So I finished watching, uh, I, I watch Japanese superhero shows when I'm exercising. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I just finished watching a series called Ninja Captor. Uh, so you've got these seven people dressed in uh, you know, leotards with the, and they've all got helmets, and they, each helmet's got a different element symbol on it. Okay. And uh, so they team up to defeat evil ninja. And. Uh, yeah, it's quite fun. It's different from Power Rangers how? Well, it came out... Um, so Power Rangers comes from the Sentai series. Sentai means Task Force. Okay. And they started up in the mid-70s. So the first series of those was uh, Go Ranger, which ran for over 100 episodes. It went on for almost two years. Wow. And uh, during that run, uh, Ninja Captor ran, ran as well for 43 episodes. <clears throat> So that's no slouch, but <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. Normally they run about fifty episodes. So oh, okay. They just run, f- yeah. So they're like the you know you're into the last uh, batch of episodes when they do a Christmas special. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Would uh, these be a weekly show? Yep. Okay, so there's one a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now in England, a lot of uh, limited series will just do. Uh, eight episodes for mm-hmm. a series, yeah, and then for a season or a series, whatever you want to call it, and then they'll decide we're doing two or three of these seasons and we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so the English can let go of things. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to ride the gravy train into the sunset. There are soaps that have been on for decades. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a but dramatic stuff. Is limited usually. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, if something's successful here, they find ways to just milk it forever. Right. Well, the Sentai series, like that, there have been gaps, but generally, like, as soon as one ends, the next one begins. Oh, okay. So Japan can let stuff go eventually also. Yeah, and they have, um, you know, they've obviously got their limited uh, drama series too. 
but uh, yeah, things like the Sentai things are like, uh, twenty minutes or so long. And, yeah, um, running early in the morning before kids go to school, and there's usually a slot Sunday mornings and Friday early evenings. Mm -hmm. As I when I was there anyway. Um, yeah, it must have been brutal for the cast because you have to do these stunts. I mean, obviously they've got stunt teams as right. well, but you have to get in those costumes and do all that stuff week, week, week after week. week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it must have been exhausting. Yeah. You can just imagine that, you know, the filming schedule plus getting beat up. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's got to be great. But uh, yeah, and, and this one has uh, more decapitations than, than the average British children's TV show. <laughs> <laughs> by, by quite some length. Yeah. Uh, this is the one, one, of the, one of the the heroes. He's uh, he's he's his element is gears, gear wheels and things. Uh -huh. So he has this gear wheel where he can throw like a frisbee, and it just knocks the heads off the enemy. Oh, who is it? Postman Pat? He never cut anyone's head off? <laughs> Postman Pat and his gat? Yeah. And his gat. <laughs> yeah. That's why when they did the American versions, they had to do so much uh, new footage with new cast and things to replace the violence they had to cut for yeah. Western audiences. Yeah, yeah Americans can't handle violence that's just goes against everything we're about right yeah i mean these these shows got got bloody they, they're not extremely bloody but you know, no. obviously you've got like limbs and things being hacked off and and um generally you know when a superhero show is getting towards the end because the heroes will start to get crucified wow <laughs> literally <laughs> oh that's insane <laughs> they'll wow. have to be rescued from crucifixion no, you're, you know you're about three quarters of the way through when they're, when they're up on the cross. Oh, okay. I think I figured out something about Americans as audiences of entertainment. We're like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. You know, we, we see the cute thing and we like it and we love it and we just pet it too hard and won't let go of it until it's dead. Mm. We do that with shows. Like We can't just enjoy it for what it is and let it go. We have yeah. to just squeeze the life out of it and pet it to death. That's what we do. It's like, oh, Law and Order, that's good. I want to see like 23. Of them, yeah, yeah. I want to see 23 seasons of seven different shows. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We can't let go of anything. Nope. Anything else, Julian? Uh, no, that's about it. Oh, okay. Will, you got anything since last time? Not really. We finished up You season three. There's a season four. I won't give anything away, but... Uh, Does it leave you hankering for some more Dexter? I never watched Dexter. No? No, I couldn't oh. get into Dexter. Oh, okay, I was going to say, because that's coming back. Um, yeah, I wouldn't watch it if I was into it. Okay. I, don't do, I don't do repeats on shows that you can't come back, no. No? Once, once you're you... done, you're done. That's it. I don't want Seinfeld to come back. I love that show. I don't want... Yeah, I didn't watch the X Files come back, and no. no. I can't. I can't say that the X Files come back uh, was stellar. They're never any good. No, I, I didn't. I didn't and enjoy. Best, it so much. they're kind of passable fan service, and yeah, if you feel like you didn't get enough. Again, it's life's too short to keep rehashing <laughs> the same stories. I need something new. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of decapitation sounds good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we Superheroes see. being crucified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Power Ranger type characters getting their heads lopped off. Sure. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. Speed and you r- talked about a detective robot that had to go into the ocean to be regenerated yeah, by his. Uh... Re enter his mother's belly. Yes. What that was, was fantastic. What was that from? Uh, uh, robot, uh, robot detective. Yeah, that's robot. What, that's detective. what it's called. Yeah. Wow, it was a fantastic ending. <laughs> we don't need. I to... didn't read anything into it though. No, 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 it was straight just text. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need real detectives anymore. We got robot detectives. Yeah. Yeah. Like I watched. Uh, when I was a kid, I watched Voltron, the American version here. Mm. And several years ago, I watched the the original Japanese version. Um, the only real difference I saw was, other than the blood, as you were talking about, they cut a lot of that out, was <laughs> in the American version, for whatever reason, I don't remember, Voltron's broken up into parts and scattered across the planet, and they have to put them all back together to fight evil. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Japanese version, the reason Voltron was broken up was because he got too prideful and decided to take on God. And God said, no, you don't, and split him into parts. But then the rest of it plays out just normal. Like, they don't make any mention of that again. That's just a weird thing that happened. There's uh, one of the longest running superhero franchises is uh, Kamen Rider. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's been going since the early '70s, but I think like three or four seasons into that, it was Kamen Rider X, I think. But the evil organization in that is called God, and it's a it's an acronym. But yeah. It, it, they just call themselves God, and uh, they send out um, uh, the 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 villainous monsters of the week are like combinations of someone evil from history with. Uh, a creature of some kind so that's where you get like starfish hitler yes starfish hitler yeah wow cross between adolf hitler and the starfish that was not a good idea here's the terrible thing about that if you cut up starfish hitler it just turns into a bunch more starfish hitlers god we haven't said the name hitler on the show in a while he doesn't come up very much does he for a horror podcast no i mean there was a while where too scary it was too often, and I'm starting to wonder about us. So, you know, it's going to come Have up. Have we got a grudge against him or something? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, in starfish form, it's just it's scarier. Yes. Tastier, too. Yeah. I've never had starfish. <laughs> I've had sea urchin. Yeah, yeah. I've had Ooh, sea urchin. Good. Yeah, uni. Yeah. yeah. I've never had starfish. I've, I've had yeah. eel. Unagi. Eels. Oh, eels. Roasted eel is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love eel. Anyone listening to this that hasn't tried roasted eel, you should try it. Yeah. You know, Japanese Sad style. I don't eat octopus or squid anymore, but those yeah. are delicious. It is immoral to eat an octopus, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a soapbox about this for a very short moment here. Anything that's smarter than most people you know, <laughs> you shouldn't be eating it. Don't eat a fucking dolphin. Uh don't even eat a parrot. It can talk. But I don't, don't eat an octopus. I think mm-hmm. if you are going to eat meat, you should eat smarter things. You know, <laughs> brain food and all. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, uh, 
Rob and Sherry Zombie are vegan, aren't they? They are. Are they? Yeah, yeah they are. Kind of vegan zombie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just eats tofu people. <laughs> yes. Tofu people. He just eats impossible brains. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell the difference. Yeah. Which begs the question, then, you know, if, if you're being a vegan for the right reasons, why do you want your meat to taste like, your fake meat to taste like real meat? Could you be a vegan for the wrong reasons? Weaponized smugness? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's a bugbear with me. <laughs> meat eaters will say about vegans, oh, they're always going on about... Uh, being, being vegan. Yeah, I've never heard that. I've always heard when the subject comes up, some carnival going on about vegans. <laughs> mm. I have to around. disagree there. In my personal experience. I have met a number of vegans that were... They're insufferable. Pretty insufferable. Yeah, well... Yeah. Um, You run into that with anything that takes a lot of effort to take that lifestyle on, like uh, people who do CrossFit, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll hear a lot about CrossFit from someone who does it. Like people who used to be alcoholics and now talk about how they aren't and yeah. really push something new like oh i got into tea or something <clears throat> my my ex had an excellent uh uh saying for um, the way people are is that there's nothing worse than an ex-smoker or a new christian <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, so that being said uh was that it for you recently watched yep Okay, mine's easy. I only watched one movie since last time, and it was It Follows. Oh, yeah. Now, this came out in 2014, and I had not watched it since we did it for the show. And what got me thinking about it was when uh, when we watched Halloween 3, you know, I had just watched Halloween 1 and 2, um, you know, for my 31 days of Halloween. And I think I've watched Halloween about seven times this year. I, w- I was thinking about how, Jolien, you said um, the town really re- reminded you of the vibe of Haddonfield in the original Halloween. It just kind of looked and felt like that. I think we all kind of picked up that, you know, John Carpenter neighborhood vibe. And I just kind of felt like, I want to watch this again. And so I started it and was surprised at how much stuff I had forgotten. And... uh how scary it was when you know the the person who's being stalked by the it that follows is just like not sure they're really seeing it are they just seeing a person who looks a little odd mm-hmm. and they have to start asking people around them do you see that person and then yeah you know it'll it'll be a classmate in the hallway at school and they're just like what are you talking about and, mm-hmm. they, and they're not really answering them and that's scary because you're you're trying to get confirmation that you should run and uh but the terror that ensues you know when the our our female protagonist is is running from the the different forms of it it it, it doesn't even have to be the same thing from one moment to the next it can turn a corner and be a different thing it was like the the big tall guy at one point an old lady and it was a little kid uh wow i have to quit hitting that um but this one uh, had such a good cast. Like, all the young actors in this were so good. Um, the adults were pretty much in the background or non-existent in this. And it really just focuses on the young people in their, you know, formative years. They're developing as uh, 
people with a sexual identity or or however you want to look at it um and there's the allegory of course that this is like an std the way the curse is passed on but they get it explained to them and um man it's a good rewatch i gotta say uh you know i picked up a few things maybe i didn't pick up the first time or like i said things that i had forgotten um I want to see more from the director, but uh, he's got, let's see, Myth of the American Sleepover came out in 2010, just before this. Uh, he was the writer-director on that. Under the Silver Lake, which I know nothing about, came That's out... That's really cool. Is it? Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Uh, this came out four, <clears throat> year, four years after it follows. It yeah. came out in 2018, and he's working on something called Heroes and Villains. Mm. But uh, Under the Silver Lake, um, neo-noir black comedy thriller is <laughs> yeah. the description it gets. Uh, it's got Riley Keough in it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I think I'll have Andrew to... Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Topher Grace. Is Topher in this one? Yeah. Wow. Um, it competed for the poem at Cannes Film Festival. Um yeah i'll watch it yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit good it's an a24 mm-hmm. movie so you can usually trust those yeah Ooh. ghostly piano music <laughs> yeah all right get some kids laughing in there mm-hmm. yeah some childlike laughter yeah. yeah nothing worse than a giggling kid and i'm not even talking about ghosts <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh yeah i'll watch I'll watch that one. I, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. it. I'm all for it. Uh, um, I do have to say, some dogs die in that movie. Never a fan of that. You know, being someone who has three of them. There is a dog killer in the movie. Oh, not cool. Yeah, yeah. It means I can never watch it. Okay. Uh, Small spoiler: Do they get their comeuppance? Do they get devoured by dogs? I hope. I'm not gonna say. Okay. Well. I'll I'll put up with some some dog killing, but man, to have someone who's a dedicated dog killer, that's rough. Can't say if there's they show a dead dog, but it's implied. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a large plot point is a dog killer. Okay. So if that's a problem. Well, it, yeah, I don't like that they do it, but uh, I mean, Michael Myers kills a dog in Halloween. And I still rewatch that one. It's because he was hungry. <laughs> Jason Voorhees kills a dog. Yeah, that's true too. That's because he's more of a cat person. <laughs> oh, I I did a screen capture. I'll, I'll have to read this to you guys. It's a, it's a uh, just a little page of of uh, it's like a meme, like a little bit of text, and uh, it's about the evolution of dogs and let's see I'll find the thing uh, alright the domestication of dogs wolf I'm going to eat your babies human what if instead of that blankets and peanut butter <laughs> wolf I'm listening <laughs> they discovered that chihuahuas are closer related to wolves than even like a German shepherd what what? Yeah, like 
like the evolution from the wolf creature to the domesticated dog is more recent for a chihuahua. And I don't mean like six years. I mean, you know. <laughs> at least a couple decades. At least. <laughs> but then you guys. I believe the chihuahua came out in the late 70s. <laughs> yeah. It was only because the Doberman Pinscher had just fallen out of uh, popularity. Yeah. They needed another vicious dog. So, but smaller. Yeah. More compact. You know, yeah. s- something you could throw on somebody <laughs> and it would just stick. You can carry yeah. a belt of them for use. Yeah. Ooh. Like a bandolier of chihuahuas and just yank one out and whip it at somebody. I joke about it, but I don't throw my dogs. I might. No. I might, like, help them up on the bed. Maybe give them a little loft. Because <laughs> yeah, they like it. It's, yeah. it's fun for them. All right. So, the movie. Should we talk about it? Dark Waters. Dark Waters. Jolien, you picked this one. Yes, I did. I heard good things about it. Yeah. Got a lot of good reviews. So how was your own experience with it? Uh, I wasn't that keen on it. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a short episode. <laughs> yeah. So, uh like you mentioned earlier, there's several movies called Dark Water or Dark Waters. Yes. Yeah. Um, this could have had a Z or something at the end. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, when I brought it up, um, it said, watch again. Mm. And I went, hmm, I don't remember Uh-oh. this. I don't remember this movie at all. And then I started watching it and it was like, recalling a dream yes like i could remember it as it's happening like oh yeah i've seen this but i could not tell you what the next scene would be but it was all familiar so same for me with the black christmas remake (laughs) (laughs) watching it again less about a year after i'd seen it before (laughs) exactly is it just because it's so (laughs) formulaic that's yeah and you're like have i seen this and i'm like Oh, the nun's going to fall off that. Yeah. And then it'll be, she'll be all bloody, I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, even her feet will be bloody, even though she... F- she fell into rocks in the yeah. sea. Yeah, anyway. And yeah, so the whole thing was like that. It's like, oh, and then I told my wife. Uh, and she's like, didn't I see that? And I was like, yeah, you, you're experiencing the same thing I did that mm-hmm. you just don't remember it. <laughs> So it it wasn't like uh, uh, the witch in the window though that you no that I've <laughs> I've started a couple times and and well this sounds good oh hey, wait, that movie this. was bad it's not good yeah. this wasn't terrible its main problem was that it was really predictable yeah um I never you know even though I said oh I don't know what the next scene was. You knew where it was going. Yeah, if you've much. read any Lovecraft. Or if you've read any Lovecraft or seen any movies. <laughs> so, so Because you said it was confusing, but I didn't find it uh-uh. confusing at all. I didn't find it Italian in that way. I think it was way. confusingly told. Yeah. yeah. Disjointed. It was a, yeah, it was a bit disjointed, but I find when Italian movies become nonsensical or... Oh, I love it. Less logical. Yeah, I love it too because it's so sort of left field mm-hmm. and not what you would expect at all. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This was not Fulci. No. Yeah, I think earlier I said Bava, but I meant Fulci. Yeah. Yeah. When we were talking about it. It was like uh, Antonio Margheriti, okay. like gothic Italian yeah. mm-hmm. horror movie. It was kind of dreamy. And yeah. I think that's what it was going for. 
I think and, so. And according to reviews, that's what a lot of people got out of it. So. Yeah, um, the word that comes up a lot in the reviews is atmospheric. Yeah. I will give it that. It was atmospheric. Yeah. I, I found it. I didn't. I wasn't drawn into the atmosphere, really. It felt like I was watching a music video by people who are really into Barva and Fulci and stuff. I didn't care about the characters. I did not care about the characters. Um, no. And it makes it really hard to be scared of yeah. anything if you don't care about the characters. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't get that on. It's beautiful <clears throat> looking. Like, uh, I really enjoyed that the first 18 minutes, there's, like, no words. Mm-hmm. I thought I was good. Yeah. I, w- I was wondering if there was going to be dialogue, and, honestly. And when it was mostly, like, um, the the sound was coming from what was going on in the... It was, it was all diegetic. Yes. But when, when the chintzy electronic stuff comes in, it's like, ugh. It went on too long. Yeah, that really... Uh made it just kind of drown the yeah. whole thing sounded the same yeah if, if the music had been better this would have worked much more for me yeah i think if maybe the editing was a little tighter because sometimes i thought it drug a bit mm-hmm. and then yeah the it was this cheesy synth music really didn't work for me on this one just surprising because usually cheesy synth music is yeah, if it's, it's, right. it's with a bland early 80s slasher movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little late for that. Yeah. You know, this should be something newer uh, as far as the sound. Yeah, if it was more abstract sound and it blended in with the, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, it didn't blend. It never... Yeah, it's kind of odd. And it was real jarring between the the music and the, you know, the room sound that they mm-hmm. had or the dialogue. It was just... Yeah, harsh cuts there. Um, I had a hard time figuring out when this movie was made. <laughs> Not that that matters, but it, they said it was 2019. I was like, no, that can't be right. Um, it's like it's, late 80s. Yeah, I was. I was thinking, oh, this could be anywhere from 83 to 89. Yeah, I was thinking later, you know, 88, 89, and then there's a shot of the little girl. And it looks like really bad home video. I was like, well, maybe this is is, is later. Hmm. So uh, what do we know about the director, what he was going for? Do, do you have much on this, Jolian? No, and he's, he's, uh, he's inspired by Lovecraft, right? particularly uh, Shadows of Ed Smith. Yeah. Yeah. It did, it did put me in mind of, um, you know, what if uh, Fulci made a Lovecraft film? yeah uh, well man yeah that's kind of i think we have a lot more injuries to the eye (laughs) yeah Yeah, we're missing eye injury in this one it'd be a lot gorier yeah and probably a lot more interesting Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i didn't get as much argento vibe from this as i did fulci but uh no no argento no argento at all no you know there would be a lot more bold choices with color design and um the sets would probably be a lot more dimensional. But this is kind of a... It takes place in a cave, sort of, right? Well, he's broken down. Kind of. I mean, they're great locations because this was filmed in the Ukraine, so, uh, you know, on the coast of the Black Sea and such. And so it was filmed under really difficult circumstances because the Soviet Empire just collapsed. Right. So um, during the... F- 
during the f- production, mm-hmm. there, were, there were two coup attempts. <laughs> wow. Who <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, the, the people they were having to deal with to get this thing done was oh, made yeah. it very hard. And finally, Putin sorted it all out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to the tyranny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it <Yeah>. easy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so yeah, kudos for getting this film made. Yeah, that's, it's weird. Like you, you hear things like, uh, you know, like uh, Rob Zombie's making the Munsters movie in uh, uh, Budapest, isn't it? Isn't that where he's working? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to say that's where he is. Anyway, it's like you can take all of your crew and all of your special effects stuff and all these materials and equipment to a country that's thousands and thousands of miles away. Easier than you can do it here, yeah. Where you already live, and so does everyone else working on it. <laughs> and they'll hire a local crew, I'm sure, also. But yeah, because it's cheaper there. Yeah, you that hire much, the local crew. That much cheaper, though. I mean, they're all yeah. getting very experienced by now, <clears> I imagine. <throat> but back in these days, you probably got some write-off too. Yeah. Uh, would Would Italy have been too expensive at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, this has got Italian crew on it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's Italian British. Uh, Ukrainian, but the but the locations. I mean, like yeah. So they had access to these these beautiful old locations. Yeah, I guess that could be a good reason for it, is they like the locations, but yeah, they're not doing it to be cheap. Uh, no, I don't think they would have done that because yeah, it's like where would we find castles and and things like that and. Well, and back in the day, in the sixties in Italy, they could use all these villas and castles because yeah. the um, the people who owned them were broke, so yeah. they were just hiring them out cheaply. So you got all these Gothic Italian horrors being made at the time because they had they were able to use those locations. Yep. And then Berlusconi came along and fixed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Gave that economy a shot in the arm that it needed. Mm. No, but could, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Though, I was like, couldn't you know? It's like, where are you going to find villas and castles in in Italy or or England? Ugh. Well, they, I think the original idea of the story, the co-writer, uh, he had the idea of visiting this uh, coastal town in uh, Yorkshire. Okay, that's the original inspiration. Mm, okay, but then these locations were more available and less expensive. I guess so. probably, yeah. Okay. That kind of that kind of uh, tracks, I would say. Um, we didn't have to make forty thousand fake rubber fish for this that scene <laughs> at the oh, end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those were all real bright yeah. fish on yeah. the beach. They just took advantage they had to lie of them. In. Oh. oh yeah, they just paid some fishermen to dump the, some nets out and wait for them to quit flopping. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Action. Well, there's a lot of places there where the you know the water's not very good anymore, so Ooh. you get big die-offs of fish that wash up. Oh, that's awful! And they're all over the beach, and then they rot all summer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stink the place up. Yeah. Have you ever run across a dead fish on the beach that just sort of washed up? Yep. It's In pretty, New Mexico, yeah. very few times. <laughs> yeah. I've run across that once or twice, and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty gross. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine if it's thousands of them. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Have you ever uh, 
run across a cow that was hit by a train? Mm, no. That's pretty gross. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> That's pretty gross. Um, so they, uh, so they didn't dub this thing, did they? I mean, they. they were I don't all, think so. It didn't seem dubbed. There was dubbing. But there was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't get the weird lip movement thing much in this one. It seemed like the main characters, anyway, were English speaking. Yes. Right yeah. So maybe it was some of the. Quick, what was her name? Uh. Julia? <laughs> Julia Gulia? You don't find her name out until about halfway through, do you? Yeah. Elizabeth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Teresa. Sarah. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah was the one who was helping her. The one that was wearing the, the bear suit. Yes. <laughs> the bunny suit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, why, oh, why would she be wearing that? Both women had, like, perfect skin. Well, one well. of them did. <laughs> the other one... <laughs> When she got out of costume a little bit, a little less than perfect skin. But yeah, the, the, a lot of a lot of tight close-ups. It's just like the woman has no pores. Yeah, and and uh, typically for a non-exploitation film, she is like her eyebrows are all carefully sculpted and everything. Uh, yes, got the makeup. Would you put this in the non-exploitation category? Uh, no, barely, not ba- really. yeah. They don't get into the usual non-exploitation antics. You mean nudity no. and bondage? Yeah, they're generally concerned much more with sex and standard yeah. non-exploitation. Which is the opposite of what I always thought nuns were supposed to be doing. Yet non-exploitation—that's a lot of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the exploitation comes in. I guess so. <laughs> You can't have non-sploitation without the sploitation. Yeah, I mean, if they were just all holy. It'd just be nuns. Yeah, it'd, it'd just, just be, be nuns. So what, what are we exploiting here? Yeah. Are there any just regular nun movies other than... Like, oh, yeah. Sister uh, Act. <laughs> the Flying Nun. The Flying Nun. Aren't those kind of non-sploitative in a way? No, not like School of the Holy Beast. <laughs> yeah. Or... Uh, what was that one we watched? Demons? The Devils? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, every, every Catholic country did non-exploitation back in the day. Yeah. In fact... Um, yeah, the Italians went kind of nuts. They were uh, like, the new Paul Verhoeven movie is non-exploitation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man, Paul Verhoeven. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Hopefully it's like showgirls, but with nuns. With nuns. <laughs> you don't know how amazing that would be. Uh, we have to do a bad movie night here when the weather's nice again and uh, and, and watch showgirls. Oh. Yeah. That yeah. one's outstandingly we bad. We have to find the, the edited version with the cartoon close. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to have a copy of that. It's unbelievable. You've mentioned this on the show a couple times, but for listeners who haven't heard those episodes, you saw a, a edited for TV, TV version. edited version of Showgirls, <laughs> and they digitally added clothing to people, but with the effects of about 2000. So <sighs> everything looks really fake. It looks like kid drew it like cartoons oh, like they're man. wearing cartoon clothes 
It is, it's wild. And then the dialogue was just altered so much that, you know, it was the meeting a stranger in the Alps kind of thing. Your mother knits socks in hell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Does she knit socks in hell? Yeah. That's nice of her. Yeah. I didn't keep, think it'd be cold enough for socks, but you know, and, and you know the yarn keeps catching fire. But yeah, although I guess it is hell, so you probably your feet are hot all the time. All right, Jolene, if you were to if you were to give a a, a brief uh, summary of the plot, could you? And if so, would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got um, jar my memory, please. You have a young English woman who's. Uh, turned up in in some place you don't know mm-hmm. and you don't know her name too off with the movie but oh good she turns up in this country and uh she's uh she's we learn from a voiceover that she's uh on her way to see her sister teresa who's joined a convent which is on an island off of the coast um which uh i don't think they actually say but it's in the black sea okay and um she eventually, uh, on a dark and stormy night, gets over to the convent and um, she uh, explains to the mother superior that she's the daughter of a man who married one of the nuns, ex-nuns. Mm-hmm. And um, she's there because uh, we learn at the time that her father set up a grant for the convent mm-hmm. but we never learn why what it's yeah. for what they use it for yeah that's one of the many plot threads that had just dropped uh we learned later that she was born she she spent the first seven years at there, the convent but she doesn't have any memory of it no she's got no memories of you know earlier than seven years old okay and uh do you want me to give away the whole thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're doing spoilers. She, she's uh, uh, she, given a roommate from from the young nun there, Sarah. Sarah. Who eventually turns out to be her sister. And uh, you learn that uh, the convent, all the rotting of the building and the people is caused by something evil that they've got in the below, yes. below the convent. And uh, they, they're kind of, um, their creed is uh, there are necessary evils and you get the idea that their religion is one of those evils and it's being used to suppress this yeah. creature. Is that the, <laughs> it's kind of big. Yeah, that's kind of what I got um, out of it. And uh, yeah, eventually um, Elizabeth and Sarah get into the, chambers and they've got a rotting brick wall which is holding back this monster which can't be that strong if it's if that's all it takes to shut it up and how did they shut it up in the first place right um so you know not much of a threat i wouldn't have thought it looks like a wrinkly balloon yeah it's not very <laughs> impressive when they um, show him yeah um it makes a good uh, breathing noise though does that um and yeah and basically she becomes the new mother superior yeah there's an extended scene where a nun burns on the beach yeah i think that like uh they're trying to collect together the pieces of uh this plaque, yeah, whatever yeah the demon head on it 
and once they get all the pieces together, something, something. And uh, <laughs> so it wasn't just me. <laughs> they put it back together, and she immediately breaks it, and that's all it takes to everything catches on fire. All the nuns die. Yeah. Apart from her. And then she stabs. Didn't she stab Sarah? And a bunch of blood falls on it, and then it comes out of the wall. I don't. Yeah. So it wasn't just me. No. Okay. No. This. Uh, this was a difficult one to get through. I was bored a lot of the time. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't a very stimulating, very exciting movie. Yeah, and Just a little more exploitation would have helped this movie. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, if it had gone cruder, if it uh, if there was more of a coherent story that you cared about, or if they went completely in the nonsensical. Um, yeah. You know, you don't know what you're going to be seeing next. But I always knew what was going to happen in the end because it was a Lovecraft story. You were just going to work your way up to a vaguely seen monster. Mm-hmm. Right. In this case, it should have stayed, stayed a little more vague. vaguely. <laughs> much more vague, yeah. It was uh, It was not a good monster. No, the wrinkly balloon monster, yeah. It was not a big threat. Yeah, I think Dagon came out. Wasn't oh, yeah. Oh, that was... A few years later, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I thought it was did, around the same did time. Did the same yeah. story better? I better, think. yeah. Yeah, this has been done several times better. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if we're uh, if we're ripping off or borrowing heavily from Lovecraft, let's uh, let's get Ken Russell in here. And yeah, let's do it in the right ways. <laughs> yeah, Ken Russell's the devils. Yes. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, some people should have gotten their heads shaved or, you know, thrown to the monster or something, you know. Well, if you want a good Italian take on Lovecraft, uh, The Beyond. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That would be... That's a Fulci, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My Holy favorite. crap. <laughs> so this one, um, we get some of the elements of it, but it doesn't really commit. It doesn't go far enough with it as far as the Fulci elements or the Lovecraft elements. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a tribute to those two sources without without either... Bringing un- anything new right? Mm-hmm. or okay. original to it. Or even uh, taking it as far as those two, those two resources would take it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, what if some director came along 10 years from now and is like, I'm going to do a tribute to Rob Zombie. <laughs> and then they just... Kind of go halfway. Yeah. Now, what, what what would that do for you? Mild cussing. Yeah. Mild cussing. <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn you. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd, you'd have some nice-looking actors not really swearing and, yeah, not being violent enough. Sounds good. Let's make this. <laughs> right. Yeah, something like, like a mild Rob Zombie. Ooh, mild Rob Zombie. Yeah, as opposed to spicy Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Have you when tried... are we going to watch Danzig's new movie? No. You know what? I could... <laughs> I could look it up and see. If it's behind a paywall, I don't care. <laughs> if, it's, if it's less than $500, I'll pay it. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he touring doing Elvis songs? He should. I mean, he clearly wants to be Elvis so bad. Think, right down to making bad movies. 
<laughs> Do the clam. <laughs> Glenn Danzig's clam bake. Ooh. Mm, interesting. I'd watch that. I'd watch that, yeah. Glenn Danzig's Blue Hawaii. Ooh. I would watch the hell out of that. Yeah. Glenn Danzig, G.I. Blues. What's, a, what's the worst Elvis movie you, you can think of? Clambake's definitely down there. It's pretty Clambake, bad. Clambake, yeah. I don't know if I've seen the worst one, but that's the worst one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think Danzig needs to commit to this Elvis worship that he clearly is doing. Um, so uh, what about the soundtrack to this, the, the score and all that? Is this anything outstanding? I don't remember. No, not yeah. really. It's pretty drowny. Yeah, I don't remember being impressed by it, but maybe that was just me. It's only 87 minutes long. Felt longer. God, it felt longer. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was a two and a half hour movie. Because I, yeah, I was kind of dozing off by the end and I pushed the button and looked and it's like 20 minutes left. Uh. Oh my God, how long (laughs) has it been going on? What is, it's got to be 4.30 by now. Yeah, it's, well, it's, a, not, it's, it's like when you're on a road trip and, and, and you're not falling asleep at the wheel, but you're afraid you're going to. Yeah. And you roll the window down and start slapping yourself and <laughs> stop at a gas station and get something with a lot of caffeine in it. Turn the radio way up. Yeah. Were you doing all those things by the end of this? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, I would have wrecked the car. I was staring at my phone for a lot of yeah, the... I was going full on self Flagellation. <laughs> they did some of that in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, not enough. They didn't commit to that either. No. Yeah, it should have been, you know... This is a movie of half measures. Yeah. And we don't want half measures. No, no more half measures. No, no more. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what more to say about it other than uh, they put this on Blu-ray. Why? It did well at you know, play at festivals and won awards, and a lot of people seem to like it. Yeah. Uh, they see something I don't. Because mm-hmm. it was just kind of meandering and um, not making its intentions known. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a shy movie. <laughs> it doesn't really impose on you. It just kind of does its thing in the background. And it's bashful. You do your ironing. <laughs> Ironing would keep you awake. Yeah, this is a good ironing movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, do they explain to you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Probably not. Why Elizabeth gets the cataracts? Just because she, no. she once you take on the the job description of Mother Superior, your eyes just go white. Because she had seen something so wrinkly and balloony. Uh huh. It, it caused just, her to go blind. Just because he saw the beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so. I don't know that she's really totally blind. Kind of got the impression she could now see a different world. Or maybe she could <coughs> sense the whole world around her like the master in Kung Fu. Possibly. Let's go with that. I always liked him. Mm-hmm. Victor Sen Young. Yeah. Because uh, Young Grasshopper was just kind of cocky mm-hmm. and uh the master had a lot of lessons for him and when he finally snatched the pebble from his hand well then it was time to leave 
<clears throat> so, um, any favorite scenes? I like the I like the um, opening eighteen minutes where they the don't, cliff, don't have any dialogue. The cliffside stuff. Yeah, once it. Yeah, once once those minutes were over and cheesy music came in and it was the plot that didn't really move forward any. The plot that never <laughs> was. Um, yeah, it went downhill after that, but yeah, it was it was impressive images. Yeah. And it was actually telling a story visually. Yeah, again, you know, for people to describe it as atmospheric, they're not yeah. wrong. I felt the atmosphere of the movie. I just didn't know what the plot was doing. Mm. Or whether it was. Yeah, lacked everything else. Yeah. But uh, could this thing have been done better with some writing and uh, a little more thought? I kind of feel like there's enough there. They could have done more with it. Oh, yeah, certainly, because they didn't do very much, so of course they could have done more with it. But I'm saying some of the pieces were in place to make it a good movie, but... Yeah, I mean, you've got the the location's creepy. Um, She's isolated. She can't get away. Mm -hmm. Um, She doesn't know who to trust. Um, Performances weren't bad. Performances weren't bad, but they're just not enough there yeah i think that's kind of where we're at so for someone who loves italian horror would you recommend it to them no i, I no. would not no not at all <laughs> like diehard fulci fan is going to be like no. well why did you tell me to watch this it's too boring yeah yeah like, why, why watch something that's milder than something that was done 10 years before this exactly i think yeah. you really nailed it when you said that you know it's like if somebody made psycho today right yeah well, what are you gonna... wouldn't impress yeah yeah this is it, it's it's out of time it's too late and yeah and everything it's trying to do has already been done better yeah i think that's kind of why it didn't land for me um so no recommends from us. Mm-mm. So what we can say is we watched it, so you <laughs> don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Plenty of people who've seen it have liked it. So it's another one of those. And I'm sure plenty with. of people who've watched it have forgotten it, like <laughs> I did. I just want to ask one of these people, explain it to me like I'm five. Uh-huh. Just explain it to me. Um, like why you think this is good. And I want to hear it. Like not being sarcastic, just... I'll have an open mind. I'll listen. Yeah. I think it's atmosphere. It's got to be. It's got to be the atmosphere. Um, you ever uh, see that movie, um, uh, Gus Van Sant movie, um, Jerry? It's Casey Affleck and Matt Damon trudging through a desert. No. They're lost. It's atmosphere. And the dialogue isn't giving you anything exciting. The circumstances get worse when you realize they're probably really thirsty and they're not really finding their way that's a movie that i watched it i liked it I yeah could, i'm I, gonna say that's gus van sant so yeah and he, he's known for like those really big shots and those long tracking shots and all that stuff but other than that there's no real plot yeah no you can have a movie without a plot yeah, yeah. i mean you there's just a plot to... but it's you have to work on the characters. You have to work on the, you know, the dialogue. This, you know, didn't give you those. Yeah. Either. 
Yeah, it's weird. Other than a bit of atmosphere, it didn't really achieve much. Yeah. I mean, I would think this thing wouldn't have much of an audience at all. Mm. Yeah, well, we ain't in it. I wouldn't think Halloween 2018 would have had the audience <laughs> did, but it did. <laughs> it had a Michael Myers, and it had a bunch of... <laughs> Michael Myers. A bunch of enough. fan service. That's enough. Yeah. Just a Michael Myers. It had the music. Yeah. And that theme going on. He wasn't overly gigantic, but he was big. And then they did the weird thing with the motion detectors. It could have been perfect, but it wasn't. Mm, yeah. That was going to be like the new mirror medicine mm-hmm. cabinet trick. It may still be. I want to see it done better. Yeah. Well, anything else about this one before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. All right. I don't think we have uh, next week's pick yet, but... Uh, well, I guess we'll surprise you. It's your turn. Is it my turn? It's not Ziggy's turn? Because she's going to be back. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ziggy. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Then I'll have mine ready after that. But uh, yeah, uh, listener Ziggy is going to be back with us. She she was visiting her grandma because um, she lives out of state. She and was taking a trip to a creepy island, I heard, <laughs> yeah. for a while to m- meet a sister. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. 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 But I'm sure we'll hear all hear all about it, and it'll be a very linear story that'll make sense. Uh huh. And have no atmosphere. No. Great. Lots of character. Yes, but we'll have her pick, and we'll have uh, we'll have her back. And uh, if there's any way I could maybe give a warning, eh, I don't know if I will. A warning? No warning as to what her movie's. Gonna oh be. yeah, no. There's no sinister three, is there? Ooh, I hope not. Because I don't, I don't know if I want to watch it. Scream Five. I'll watch Scream Five. Five Cream. Five Cream. <laughs> if they don't make the f- the Five and S. <laughs> oh, they should do something stupid and make the C or the R the Five. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. There's a subreddit called Crappy Design. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm on Crappy Design. Yeah, yeah. you've seen yeah. all the stuff I've seen. Yeah. It's bad. Ugh. Yeah, any listeners who are Redditors, you should follow. You should be ashamed of yourself. That's a s- terrible sight. Yeah. First and foremost, you should be ashamed. But second of all, yeah, you should you should go to Crappy Design. And be ashamed there. And hold my Cosmo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically drunk girls having wipeouts of different sorts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's some good ones. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I like hobby drama. Hobby drama? Yeah, where like little obscure hobby groups get into infights. Oh. <laughs> so you got like somebody who's like, we glue googly eyes on, I don't know, cotton balls or something. It's some stupid thing you wouldn't think of, you know, some hobby. And then there's this gi- gigantic fight and <laughs> schism that occurs where you know, like half the group's like fuck that person you know they're wow. crazy yeah it's it's great because so, so like no matter what group it is you'll always have this division yes yeah. somebody is not doing it right larpers probably run into that a lot <clears throat> yeah i'm sure oh man so uh <clears throat> you know and then there's like leopards ate my face i like that quite a lot too. <laughs> i don't think i know that one at that's all that's when people vote for policies that end up blowing up in their own face oh so i didn't know it, it comes from the phrase i didn't know that the leopards would eat my face after i voted for the leopard eating 
face party. <laughs> so. I like it. Well, should we get out of here? Let's get out of here. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, I don't have one this week. Uh, I would have been confusing anyway. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>